to the highly unanticipated, very unprofessional, and extremely boring podcast you always knew you didn't need, Learning Lutheran, where we are learning the distinctives of the Lutheran faith. Thank you for coming back for this episode. This will be the conclusion of the last episode. And after I posted it, I listened to it on on my iTunes so it wouldn't add a, a play to the official count. And I didn't realize I was basically whispering the whole time in that episode. There was no need for it. I just didn't realize that's what I was doing. But with that said, this episode should have far less um, background noise. My daughters are all at, at dance. My son's the only one who is here. But we will continue on with my road to Luther, as I have titled it. Um, so to recap, I was born and raised into an independent, fundamental-ish, reformed-ish Baptist church. When I was 17, my grandpa retired, moved to a Southern Baptist church. From there, I went to a Methodist church when I met who would become my wife. And I left off with where we left. I think we left. I think I left off when we left that church. Uh, Don't remember if I stated why we left it. But it was because of a, uh, a really big flood from a hurricane that destroyed the building. And the Methodist hierarchy decided to to just shut that church down. <clears throat> so my wife and I started church shopping after that. And we went to some, tried a couple non-denominational, but basically Baptist churches. Um we tried the the Methodist church that we eventually joined and we joined because they offered her the position of children's director which she held at our previous church and mind you at this point I'm still very baptistic in theology in my mindset I wanted to be in a Baptist church, but 
she got this job and I was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll continue to stay in a United Methodist church. I wasn't happy about it, but I, I went along with it and it was the first sermon after we officially joined the church that our that bells and gears just started clicking and ringing and then the pastor wound up quoting Thor and Oakenshield from The Hobbit and that excited me and I was like heck yeah you know I can like this place if he likes The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings because at the time I was very very into it uh and but I was still real iffy on on the creeds on a corporate saying of the Lord's Prayer and it, it just still seemed very Roman Catholic to me and so I did not like it even still at this point but I I kept trucking along in there and at communion which was held once a month uh the first sunday of every month and again this was the same as the last church i'm pretty sure that it didn't matter what you believed what god you claimed to be the real god they would allow you to partake in communion no questions asked didn't agree with it then, definitely don't agree with it now, but but that's just where they are. And but during communion I would I'd pray, Lord, if this is my own hindrance, you know, reveal it to me in your word. Uh And if not, and if I do have proper concern, show me in your word. And I eventually learned the importance of the creeds at this church. And also finally realized that, hey, the Lord's Prayer is actually scripture and not just something man made up so why is it so wrong to say it and that's how I was always kind of it was presented to me in more Baptist type circles not that they fully would say that it was it wasn't scripture but it was just, oh, that's a Roman Catholic thing to do. But it's it's scripture. What 
what's wrong with reciting scripture. But anyway, the thing, uh, things started clicking for me in there that I started to actually accept. I never considered myself a Methodist. There were definitely things I never could agree to. But as far as like the creeds and infant baptism, which that actually came later after we left that I started agreeing with that. But, uh, we, we had been going there for a few years and, oh, let me backtrack. I started wanting to serve in the church. I didn't really know how per se, but I wanted to, to start serving. So I started praying for doors to essentially open up that God would open the doors for me to start serving in the church. And the very next Sunday after my initial prayer, I was asked to start, I think, greeting people at the door. And immediately in my mind, I was like, you know, God, this isn't what I was talking about. This isn't what I was wanting. But as quick as that thought came, I, I shoved that thought out the door. And I was, I was like, if this is where I need to serve at the moment, this is where I'll serve. I'll greet people, guests, um, and members alike. You know, I was going to do that to the best of my ability. And after, after a little bit of doing that, they asked me to, if I could help take up the offerings. I started doing that. And then they asked if I could help with communion. And that's another thing I disagree with. And I, I kind of regret doing now since I've, wasn't ordained or any an elder or anything of as that in that matter but I did I did help with that and then I eventually got asked to lead a Sunday school class an adult Sunday school class and I think that particular course they were wanting to do was about eight weeks long And it started in like the summer. No, it ended in the summer. It started sometime like in the spring or very end of winter. I can't remember. But towards the end of it, um, at the very beginning of summer before school let out, they asked if I could help chaperone the youth trip. And so I did. It was a two-week trip, but work would only let me take off for one week. So I only was with them on their first week of the trip, and it was in Kentucky. We drove from, from southeast Texas up to... 
I think Southwest Kentucky. And we, on this week that I was with them, I guess I impressed them enough or, or I just connected well enough with the kids that after the summer was over, they were going to have that position open, their youth director open, and they asked me if I'd be interested and that's something I'd never thought I would be interested in doing. The previous Methodist church had asked if I was interested in doing it. And I literally laughed at them and told them no. But here, I didn't laugh. And even though it wasn't something that I saw myself doing... I wound up accepting it, and after everybody got back from the trip and they talked with, like, the board and everything, they officially offered me the position, and I accepted it again. And um, it was a, definitely a learning curve. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't hold to any explicitly Methodist doctrines. At this point, I didn't hold to infant baptism. I didn't... wasn't Wesleyan at all. Uh, but I... I did my best to... teach the kids the gospel without undermining the pastor and also without without uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for without breaking like my own con convictions I didn't go against my conscience but I, at the same time I was trying not to be disrespectful and teach stuff that was contrary to to them it was it was hard and i probably didn't do it faithfully but it was definitely a learning experience i enjoyed it i did that for a couple years and then a new pastor came along Methodist will rotate pastors in and out. And from the very moment I found out who the new pastor would be, I wanted to leave the church immediately. No ifs, ands, or buts. I was wanting out. My wife, however... Didn't want to leave just yet. And she wound up talking me into giving it at least six months. Um, 
the first thing I had wrong with what was who was coming was that it was a female pastor and I didn't want to sit under another female pastor because I think it's unbiblical and there were other things too from looking into what she believed and even though I didn't already agree with Wesleyan theology the things I was finding about her didn't hold to the historic Christian faith. Her theology was very progressive and and very liberal. I have no clue what her politics were, but her theology was definitely very progressive and liberal. Um, and so my wife talked me into staying and I honestly hated every second of it again with the, the pastor previous, I was actually starting to at least enjoy the, the Methodist church, even though I didn't agree theologically with John Wesley or that movement, but it was almost an immediate hatred of going again. And I guess hatred's the wrong word, but I, I did not like going anymore. But we, we remained, I think, about a year and a half ish after she started. And this was during COVID. Or she started the year right before. Heck, I don't remember now. No, she started the year of COVID that it happened. And then we officially left January, no, February of 2021. So it was probably a year that we stayed after she she became installed as pastor. But things started being introduced into the church and at the time it didn't seem like anybody else was catching wind of it by this point I had also agreed to be on the board and in the last meeting that I attended she even said that Muhammad and Gandhi and I think Buddha 
we're spiritual brothers in Christ. And nobody else seemed to, to have noticed. I had already officially stepped down and we had already planned on leaving the church at this point. So I didn't feel like it was my place to say anything. And regretfully, I did not. I should have called it out. There was just so much being introduced that was unbiblical. And nobody, at least in my eyes, seemed to care that I had mentally checked out. I was just a warm body filling the pew or, or working the AV. And I was on a hunting trip with one of my buddies. And it was our first night out. I think we stayed two nights there on our trip. But on the first night, my wife winds up texting me. Hey, I'm done with this church. We can leave. So when I got back from my my trip, we set up an appointment with the, the pastor. And we officially stepped down. We gave them a month to find somebody to replace us. And we were done. And up to this point, some things were going on with me theologically that I was starting to shift my position in some areas. I started questioning whether I was even... I could even call myself a Baptist anymore during this time, but I still really wanted to be a Baptist. But I started leaning more and more reformed. And I started reading John Calvin, Jonathan Edwards, John Owen, a bunch of Puritans and I started aligning more with a, a Presbyterian thought, but I still really wanted to be Baptist. But once we left, since I was struggling to call myself a Baptist anymore, I was like, I need to get back into a Baptist church. And the church we wound up joining was an independent, fundamental Baptist church because at that point in time, I thought that was going to be closer to what my grandpa was since he was an independent pastor. I quickly learned it was not the case that my grandpa was more on the fringe 
side of it, but more in a good way. He was still King James only, but he his King James his King James onlyism didn't come off as cultish as this church wind up coming across later on. And when we first started going there, things were good. I think it was more of just like more of a honeymoon phase and the blinders were on. But when it came time to join, it was like almost every service. I think it was every service after only a month or two of going there. He would start saying, some of y'all have been coming here a while now and you need to join a church. You can't just be going back and forth or or whatever. I don't remember what all he was saying, but I felt a little pressured to join in hindsight. But we did join, and it wasn't long after that that, like, the honeymoon phase wore off, and I realized I could no longer call myself a Baptist, nor did I even want to call myself a Baptist. And the longer we stayed there, the less and less I identified as a Baptist and it eventually got to the point where the less and less I even sympathized with the Baptist thought. And this church, as much as they were, they were very friendly folk. They did a lot for me and my wife. She wound up having to have a a hysterectomy only a month or so after starting to attend regularly. And they stepped up and I can't cook to save my life. They stepped up and provided me with meals or us with meals and just did a whole bunch for us during that time. And I'll be forever grateful for that. But the theology was all over the place. They were Baptist, but, and they were proud to say they were Baptist. I'd, Never met a prouder group to be Baptist than that. It was, they made every, they took every chance they got to let you know that they were Baptist. And it was weird though, because they were also, at least with the pastor, was definitely heavily influenced by John Wesley. And the fact that 
he believed in the what do they call it the sinless perfection forget what they called the doctrine but he held to the fact that we could attain sinless perfection this side of glory and that was a red flag there was also notions of the charismatic movement in there and I found that very odd as well. It was a massive conglomeration of just a different denominational beliefs. And I honestly don't think they even realized it because even their stance on, on the King James kind of came off as when Rome would hold the mass only in Latin And it was just so confusing of all these different contradictions in theology. And he had said some stuff that had my eyebrows raising. But what eventually ended it for me there was behind the pulpit, he said... Jesus never died. With all the other things he had said with my eyebrow raised, I questioned him on. I never really got a satisfying answer. With this one, I left it as it is, and I told my wife, I'm done. I'm not going back. I take full responsibility of us joining this church, but... I'm done. I'm not going back. I, I can't do this anymore here. And it took a her a little bit more convincing than I thought since she never considered herself a Baptist to leave. But when we left, I was very much identifying as a reformed Presbyterian even though we had only attended a Presbyterian service once and that was probably like three or four months before we left the church but I was very much identifying as that but the, the Presbyterian church we attended was about a 40, 45-minute drive from our house, so my wife didn't want to attend there because she didn't want to make that drive every Sunday or, or for, like, midweek gatherings or for anything else. She wanted something closer to home, and I understand that. Makes it easier to actually have that connection with the rest of the congregation not having to drive so far I was fully willing to make that drive but I couldn't convince her on it so I told her I was not going back to 
another Methodist church, especially with at the time they were working through the split. And I just didn't want to be caught up in that. And so I tried to find some, some compromise between us. I didn't know much about Lutherans. I knew they were monergistic. I knew they looked a little bit like Rome. That was pretty much all I knew. But even I was, I was like, you want to try this Lutheran church down the road? It's pretty close to us. It's only about a 10-minute drive. And she agreed, and we haven't left. I... It, it did take me a little while to start coming around to it. As of this recording, we've only been attending there since last September. And it's only about five months now. So when I say I'm new to Lutheranism, I mean I am new. That's why I'm also saying I'm not an authority on anything I am not trying to be an authority on anything I am simply trying to work this out so I am not simply saying yes and amen to something I don't even understand but the the church we have been going to since September is a very small congregation. They've been very loving and very patient with my questions. I've had plenty of them, and I think they have done an excellent job in answering them when I do. My pastor is currently feeling in technically since we don't have our own pastor but even with him being busy he has answered all my questions when I have them and I try not to I try not to annoy him too much since I know he has another congregation he has to look after but he has been very gracious and very patient. And same with my elder. Even though this is the only church he's at, he's also been very gracious and very patient with my questions and with my learning. And I have come to agreement with baptism and the Lord's Supper. One of the things I'm still struggling with, though, is the use of images of Jesus. That is actually the topic my pastor is going to come on, Lord willing, very soon. 
to talk about and help me work through. And maybe if somebody else is struggling in this area, it will help you too. But this is all I have for this episode. So thank you and the Lord be with you.